Hey, welcome everyone to another Smooth Podcast episode of the Daily Mind. I'm your host, doing it once again. Yeah, I like to add a little bit of music here and there to the show. Just a little lo-fi, kind of set the mood a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, something different, you know. Why not? Everybody else does it. How was everybody's uh, Monday? Start of the week, fresh start, you know, flip over another page, do it all over again. All that good stuff. Hopefully everybody's having a good week so far in this rat race we call life, right? So other than that, today, you guys know what today is. Uh, today is Monday, which means that today is news out of a hat. One of my favorite little sub-segments I have on this show every Monday, I go and I search for some of the craziest news out there that not that may not may or may not always be broadcasted right away. Maybe stories you haven't heard before and you're, you're four feet of space, you know, so I tend to find things and, you know, have my little critique, my little spiel on it. I do it every Monday. It's like a show pretty much within a show. So, and I've been doing it for a little while, probably since the inception of this show. And since people are listening to it, I keep it going. Okay, so let's get right into it. Let's see what the hell's been going on lately. So I guess, um, let's see, the big story that has been uh, going around, and I actually did an episode, yesterday's episode was sort of like uh, based on this, was that one restaurant um, in New Jersey, uh, Netty Spaghetti, that's banning 10-year-olds from eating there, I guess, due to some incidences. Well, I found a news article in regards to this. It's from out of New York on NBC4. Um, it says here, New Jersey restaurant is banning children younger than 10 years old from dining there. Um, it says, unsurprisingly, the decision has sparked quite the debate. It says here, let's see, this is a decision that is sure to stir up some controversy. A popular restaurant in New Jersey has implemented a new rule. No kids are allowed. And the policy shift has gotten people fired up on both sides of the debate. Nettie's House of Spaghetti is in hot water with some of its customers after posting on its social media pages that children under the age of 10 will no longer be permitted to dine at the Tintin Falls restaurant. Nettie's did not respond to a request for comment, but they explained on their social media post that they, quote, love kids. But there were reasons behind the decision related to customer experience or even liability concerns. Quote, lately, it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children at Nettie's between noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up crazy messes, and the liability of kids running around the restaurant. We have decided it's time to take control of the situation. The post from the restaurant reads, adding that, quote, recent events have pushed them to make the call. We know that this is going to make some of you very upset, especially those of you with very well-behaved kids. But we believe this is the right decision for our business moving forward. The restaurant stated, thanking customers for their understanding. Some did not indeed understand the decision saying, no, some, I'm sorry, some did indeed understand the decision saying they support them 100%. Good food deserves good atmosphere. Others were not quite on board. One commenter said it was really sad to hear such a rule to be implemented. Those who were outside the fine dining eatery, which was once ranked among New Jersey's best restaurants, say they agree with the move. Quote, people don't care what their kids do, so they just let them run around, said one patron. I guess they don't want to pay for a babysitter, so they just bring them with them. Another man says the children can be sometimes disruptive to the meal. Down the road, kids could be found any, any, everywhere in the more casual Atelier's Pizza restaurant. Customer Lionel Eugene said the, the new rule would, quote, definitely change me 
would, I'm sorry, definitely challenge me. And I might not go if I know my kids are not allowed there. Manager Paolo Palumbo has been at Atilio's for more than 30 years and says he simply can't imagine a restaurant without kids. Quote, I would love to see people come in with family, with the kids, and enjoy, he said. Some say the move by Nettie's now offer diners more options, kid-friendly and kid-free. The new policy takes effect on March 8th with the restaurant reopens after winter break. So I've been, like, reading on different platforms in regards to that, and most of the outcomes seem to be on the side of Nettie's Spaghetti. Which, oddly, you know, people would be like, well, you know, what about the kids? What about the kids? No, because all these people that agree with this, to include myself, can agree that when you spend money at a certain place, you expect not only good food, but good atmosphere, good people, good vibes. I mean, that's what, you know, you you get what you pay for. Like, you're not going to get good food, good money, good vibes at fucking McDonald's. No, it's a fast food restaurant. You can't really complain about that. But somewhere a little bit more upscale... You know, you expect a bit more, which is fine, which is totally warranted. I think anybody should be on board with this. Now, those who I'm pretty sure those who disagree with it are pretty much the people who have those rowdy, stupid ass kids that run around and, and just completely destroy the mood. Other than that, listen, there's another restaurant and mentioned in the article at that you can go to with your kids. So look, look at it like this. We are in a capitalist society when it's all about making money, right? Obviously, one business may lose your money, and there's another restaurant saying, hey, we love kids. We can't imagine a place without kids. Bring them to us. We'll accommodate. Guess what? That restaurant's making a little bit more money. But I did mention yesterday that maybe uh, Nettie Spaghetti can come to some sort of agreement to have kids under 10 dine there on off hours where it's not too busy and it's not too crazy, right? So, I mean, maybe they might work out something. Maybe they not. I hope that they stand with their decision. Don't cave in. It's your business. You have a right to refuse service. And as for those parents who are a little bit upset about it, two things. Keep your damn kids in check. And number two, there's another restaurant somewhere in town that you can take your kids and they have no problem dealing with. So there you go. Right? You have choices. Options is a beautiful thing. Right? <laughs> And also, too, um, another big story that's out there is that Ohio train derailment. Now, funny about that is that not a lot of people know this is actually going on right now. This story somehow has not gotten very much media coverage. And this is a real safety health hazard going on in Ohio. For those who don't know, um, there was a small train. There was a train that derailed that overspilled, caught fire and is releasing chemicals in the air as we speak. People are complaining about headaches and tiredness and fatigue. It's in the air. People, you know, officials are saying, no, it's fine. Come back to town. Come back to town. They had to evacuate this entire town because of this. This is a real, real serious thing. And it's all types of shit that's going into the air right now. But yet um, it's not getting news coverage that it so desperately needs. Because, I mean, for the people that are in this area, they need to know what the hell is going on. Let's see. I'm going to find an article in regards to that. Um, let me see. Ohio train derailment. Because I was, it, it finally appeared on Fox News earlier um, in regards. But I've rarely seen this. on. I've only found out about this online. Um, uh, not online. Yeah, online on social media. So there's a New York Times article in regards to this. And this is something to pay attention to. And this happened on February 3rd, mind you. It is now 10 days later. It says, what we know about the train derailment in Ohio. 
On February 3rd, a train derailed in the village of East Palestine, setting off evacuation orders, a toxic chemical scare, and a federal investigation. In early February, a train carrying toxic chemicals derailed in eastern Ohio, igniting a fire that swept the town of East Palestine in smoke. Fearful of a major explosion, the authorities carved out an evacuation zone and then carried out a controlled release of toxic fumes to neutralize burning cargo inside of some of the cars. Restaurants feared for their health as concerns have mounted about the effect of the derailment and the fire on the environment and the transportation network. Here's what we know. Around 9 p.m. on February 3rd, a train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, a village about 4,700 residents and about 50 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. About 50 of the trains, 150 cars ran off the track in its route from Madison, Illinois to Conway, Pennsylvania. The train operated by Norfolk Southern has been carrying chemicals and combustible materials such as vinyl chloride, a toxic flammable gas being of most concern to investigators. A huge fire erupted from the derailment, sending thick billowing smoke into the sky and over the town. Residents on both sides of the Ohio-Pennsylvania border were ordered to evacuate as Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio raised alarms about a possible explosion. Local and federal officials started an investigation that involved the National Transportation Safety Board and the Environmental Protection Agency. The derailment has sparked concerns about air, soil, and water pollution. It says also on the 10th that the EPA said that about 20 rail cars were reported to have been carrying hazardous materials, chemicals including vital chloride, Bilterocrylate, ethex, oof, that's a, it's a ethyhexylacrylate and ethylene glycol monobutyl. <laughs> it's some bad shit. Um, were known to have been and continue to be released to the air, surface, and soil. This is actually still going on as we speak. Mind you, even phosgene. You know what phosgene is? Go back to World War One. That's like a mustard, like a poison gas that was used during the war. This shit is going in the air as we speak. And there's no telling what the long-term effects are going to be. Sure, people who are breathing that air may be fine, but we don't know what's going to happen to them 10, 15, 20 years later. They, you know, with all the carcinogens they may be exposed to, they may develop cancers. This is like a really serious situation. So um, they were told to evacuate and then they were told to come back. Let me tell you something. Something like that, I think I probably would just move, just for your sake, because, you know, the government, the government, whatever, you know, your state, they're going to tell you things to keep you calm and keep you there, but you got to look after yourself at the end of the day. You know these chemicals, and a lot of people, some people don't really know what these chemicals are capable of. So, you know, they're just going by, you know, that people tell them to stay behind, and they're just going to stay behind. Some people are just going to be afraid to leave their homes, and it's natural. You know, it's kind of like some people just can't pick up and just, you know, pick up and go like that, unfortunately. But, you know, hopefully the best for that place. It's a very dangerous situation. Um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be lawsuits up the ass. There's going to be a lot of finger pointing and stuff. They said the train derailed due to a what they call the hot box, where there's a gearbox that I guess caught fire overheated. That sounds more like a maintenance issue on whoever maintains the cars or the trains. And shit just went south from there. But, of course, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more to come. But the sad part is, is that there's not a lot of coverage on it. It's kind of kind of nuts when you think about it. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy. Just a, another celebrity death. NYPD Blue Star Austin Majors is dead at 27. He's a former child actor who played on the show NYPD Blue. It says here, Austin Majors, who starred in the hit NYPD Blue series, has died. Uh, he was 27 years old. 
The former child actor who was born Austin Robert Setmajor was found dead in a homeless housing facility in Los Angeles Saturday. TMZ reports Major's cause of death has not yet been released, but sources told the outlet they suspect Major's died from a fentanyl overdose. According to the coroner's Major's cause of death is deferred and pending additional investigation. Major's family has since released a statement about his death, remembering him as a loving, artistic, brilliant, and kind human being. Uh, he said that he took great joy and uh, pride in his acting career. He was an active Eagle Scout and a graduate, a graduated salutatorian. Um, so yeah, salutatorian in high school. He went on to graduate from USC School of Cinematic Arts with a passion of directing and music producing. Ah, oh, man, that's that's kind of sad. Somebody else too just passed away, and I believe it's from a suicide. You know, that's one thing about those child actors. You know, they never. Most of them really just go to the shit, man. Like they, there's no support. Their parents bleed them dry out of their money, and then they just left to do odd jobs or just become homeless. And um, it, it's quite sad to see. In fact, that is definitely going to be a topic of um, of topic this week: child actors or former child actors. Writing that down uh, as we speak. But nonetheless, it, it, it's quite sad to uh, to, to see um, child actors and, you know, former child actors really just kind of go go downhill. Uh, let's see what else. Moving right along, though, um, to another story. Let's see what we got here. All these notifications. I got to learn how to turn this shit down, especially when I'm on the show here. I know you guys don't want to hear what's going on in my life in terms of notifications. Okay, so moving right along. Let's see what we got here. Oh, this too was up and down the news in New York. The U-Haul truck. Um, uh, a man was taken into custody for allegedly driving a U-Haul truck up onto a sidewalk and injuring several pedestrians. U-Haul trucks, man. They, you understand? You're giving people trucks that they are not that should require somewhat a CDL, but you're just like here, take this fucking truck and do what you need to do in terms of moving and stuff. Okay, so this is coming out of Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and the story was reported by WABC in New York. It says a 62-year-old man is in police custody after allegedly driving a U-Haul through Brooklyn and mowing down several pedestrians. The suspect, Wang Soar, is believed to be homeless and may have been living in the U-Haul truck. After striking several people in Bay Ridge, police were able to surround the U-Haul and Red Hook and take Soar into custody. He is currently being questioned at the 68th precinct and has not yet been charged. It appears he lived in Las Vegas before moving to Brooklyn in 2018. He had a prior interaction with police back in 2019. In that incident, police responded to a call of a man in Queens demonstrating irrational behavior by jumping into Union Street and yelling at cars driving by. At the time, he was taken to the hospital for psychological evaluation. Let me get this straight. This man is homeless, but somehow has had a U-Haul truck since 2018 and has been living in this truck. How the hell did he get this U-Haul truck and U-Haul did not track this man down with this truck? Or what? There's there's plot holes to it. There's a lot that don't make sense to the story. This man just decided, hey, I'm just going to get up and hit a few pedestrians. It, it blows my mind. Now, again, the truck, you know, it's like a car rental. Like if you don't bring back a car rental, they're going to try to, they're going to find you. They're going to find you. And it's it's not going to take long, but somehow this man had this U-Haul truck for quite a long time and did this shit. So I'm not even sure how that even works, but it could have been worse. You know, imagine he would have pulled this stunt off in Times Square somewhere. 
where it's way more people and he's got this u-haul truck and he's just having it dance on top of everybody and shit that that could have been a, a lot lot worse but oh they got the guy so good he, he deserves never to touch another vehicle again okay so i'm moving on to the next story let's see what else we got okay everybody's talking about rihanna 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 okay great she's pregnant but man look women get pregnant every day b what the fuck's the difference with rihanna okay she's a she's a multi-millionaire she's attractive to some she's basically all this in the bag of chips but she's pregnant okay and people get pregnant every day you know that that just kills me when it comes to celebrities is they glorify shit that normal people go through every single day it's just because well you know people like me we're not exposed on the tv all the time whereas somebody like rihanna and any other celebrity is so they're glorified for doing everyday shit that we do and go through everyday trials and tribulations like we do okay but nonetheless congratulations to rihanna but nonetheless i don't think that's something that requires worldwide attention because let me tell you something if me and my wife have a baby nobody's gonna give a shit and 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 call me out if i'm lying because you know i'm not lying all right so moving right on to another story let's see what we got here um looking for something interesting for you guys i'm pretty sure it's out there god i'm so tired about this sam smith guy i don't know who fuck this guy is but this guy has been up and down in the news and most recently he did some performance that got him in a little bit of controversy but what isn't controversial nowadays um, but this stupid suit that I guess he wore says Sam Smith goes viral again with balloon-like Brit, Brit Awards out, uh, outfit. It says musician Sam Smith turned heads with the eye-catching black latex outfit the unholy singer wrote wore to the Brit Awards Saturday night in London. The distinctive jumpsuit designed by Harry had inflatable arms and legs that quickly became the most buzzed-about look of the night, trumping Harry Styles' black velvet suit with his giant satin organza flower around his neck. Smith looks, which included a black platform heel boots, had its fans, uh, but also inspired some of the some to take to social media to make jokes about UFOs and Bill Connolly's incontinent pants comes to life. <laughs> Others wondered if it was homage to one of David Bowie's most memorable looks, which was a shiny pinstripe jumpsuit with ballooning legs designed by Kansai Yamamoto that Bowie wore in 1973. The guy looks like a fucking cartoon character in this. I I I, I don't know how this passed for fashion. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. But let me tell you something. Somebody come walking past him with a dartboard or some shit and just start throwing it at his outfit. That would be hilarious. But, you know, again, stupid stuff like this makes the news. I don't even know why I've wasted a minute of my life reading that. I, I honestly don't know. But I'm going to find something else. Damn, this episode's going fast. I got about 20. Nope, sorry. I got about 10 minutes. Jeez, where the time go? Okay, looking for some... Um, Let's see what we got here. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to find something new. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's some articles out there. Let me see. I'm going to go see what CNN is buzzing about real quick. And then I'm going to jump into Fox and maybe find some other oddball stories going on in the world. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> apparently we shot down another flying object. I'm pretty sure everything now is a fucking flying object. Uh, Pentagon memo, object down over Canada was a small metallic balloon. A metallic balloon? Uh, I, I don't know. It says the DOD memo offers the first official details of one of the three objects shot down in recent days 
that was previously described as a cylindrical object. So we just got magical shit just flying in the air now. Now, there's always something going on. It's something trendy. And then before you know it, all these flying objects are going to disappear. And there's going to be another thing to talk about. Yeah, come on. Give me a break. Just another distraction, I guess you can say. Uh, let's see what else we got here. <laughs> God. Mm, no, no, this sounds... Uh... Oh yeah, this this shit caught me off guard. This uh, 777 d- took a complete nosedive. It says here a United 777 made a scary plunge towards the ocean shortly after takeoff. Uh, it's is coming out. Uh, well, this was just published today. A United Airlines 777 leaving Hawaii in December. Wow, plunged towards the ocean for 21 seconds shortly after takeoff and came within 800 feet of sea level. Flight tracking data shows. Neither United nor the FAA indicated anyone was injured on United Flight 1722 on December 18th. The plunge occurred a little over a minute after takeoff, the data showed. The plane lost more than half its altitude and came within 775 feet of sea level, according to the data from Flight Radar 24. Oh, wait, wait, where are you going, article? The plane gained speed as it dropped to 1,425 feet from 2,200 feet before regaining its climb out of Kahulu on the island of Maui. Uh, they, people described it as feeling like a roller coaster. Now, I think there was a plane, because me and my wife, we like to watch uh, air, aircraft disasters, right? I just like the whole investigative side to the show. Engineers and scientists and officials coming together, putting the pieces together. And I remember they showed a reenactment of a plane that did just the same thing. It just dived, right? It, it's, it's nuts. It says here, um, there was one testimony. Um, Rod Williams II and his family were sitting near the back of the plane when the Boeing made a terrifying plunge shortly after taking off. Williams told CNN the plane seemed to have been flying normally at first, but then he said the plane climbed at a concerning rate for a few seconds. He said, quote, it felt like you were climbing to the top of a roller coaster. It was at that point, Williams said. There were a number of screams on the plane. Everybody knew that something was out of the ordinary, or at least that this was not normal. The plane went into a dramatic nosedive for about eight to ten seconds before it climbed sleep steeply again and resumed normal flight. United said it conducted an investigation with the FAA and the pilots union that ultimately resulted in the pilots receiving additional training. Hmm. Yeah, that just sounds like uh Buddy was in the cockpit with his uh, co-pilot say, Hey, watch this. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, these planes are very sophisticated nowadays, especially with fly-by-wire technology. And there's just so many microprocessors and miles and miles of wiring and computations happening within the plane that it, who knows, it could have been a simple miscalculation. Of course, the pilots union are going to defend their pilots, right? But at the same time, you know, it could have been it could have been a malfunction. And of course, I'm sure the pilots are going to probably be drug tested, tested for alcohol, you name it. Like, can you imagine how crazy that would be? And I know I said uh, a few episodes ago that I love turbulence, which I do, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I probably would have been smiling the whole time. That's just me because I'm kind of off balance. So let's see. Okay, we already know the Kansas City Chiefs already won the Super Bowl. There's no need to read that bullshit. Um, which also, by the way, if you haven't seen the Super Bowl, that was a fantastic game. And mind you, I'm not even a big football fan at all. I just like to watch sports when it's in the playoffs, the finals, regular season games. Don't really do it for me. But I sat there with some pizza and then my wife eventually showed up from work, and we sat there and watched the last bit of it. Didn't care too much about the halftime show. Yeah, it was obvious Rihanna was pregnant before the news even seen it. I mean, she made it apparently clear, especially when Rihanna was in red 
with a whole bunch of dancers dressed in white. She was trying to tell everybody she was pregnant, not only by her belly, but the fact that she, her dancers, the dancers represented all the fucking sperms trying to enter into the egg and Rihanna being the red egg and all the sperms danced around that. She was literally showing you how it all came to be. She was literally showing you a reenactment of how she became pregnant. And if you don't know how women become pregnant at this point, I suggest you Google it. Okay, I got a few more minutes for the show. Um, let's see here. Oh, what else we got? Give me some funny articles. I need something. I need something. I need something. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find some things. It seemed like I was on the roll in the beginning and then just, I don't know. Not much going on. I got to find something, though. Uh, oh, there was... Um, Damn, there was an article about Barney the Dinosaur. Apparently, Barney the Dinosaur is coming back. But he's not coming back the same way that you and I grew up to know him. Uh, it's coming back more as a 3D animated, you know, like every cartoon has been gone nowadays because kids can't fathom the idea of a hand-drawn or live-action show. It has to be 3D animated. So, yeah, they're relaunching the Barney franchise, which is interesting to say the least. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna find an article real quick about Barney. This this threw me off. I have a, a my cousin, my little uh, baby cousin. She loved Barney the dinosaur back in the days when it was on VHS and it came on PBS and all that cool stuff. Collections of Barney. I got fucking tired of it, but I knew every goddamn song. So this I'm gonna read TMZ's article on Barney the dinosaur. It says Barney, no love for the purple dinosaur. New look slammed by the internet. Yeah, this Barney the dinosaur. It looks nothing like the big Barney that we know come to love and know from the 1990s. This one looks more like a very cartoony fucking lizard thing. He looks like Godzilla after going to rehab for killing people and became a new reformed purple dinosaur. It says Barney is back with a brand new look, but not everyone is feeling the digital makeover, dragging the reboot character all across the internet. Mattel Television made the major announcement Monday, revealing that the throwback show Barney and Friends is making a comeback. The company also signed off on a brand new Barney for the reimagined franchise. However, the new and improved Barney, set to officially debut next year, clearly isn't sitting well with the majority of folks on social media. One user wrote, that ain't Barney, bro. They did my man's dirty. Another said, why does Barney look like he's sky high crack on cocaine? That face is unsettling as hell. Demi Lovato got her start on Barney in the early 2000s, and her mom, Diana De La Garza, had also had something to say about the new look, quote, saying, oh, man, I hate change. Barney and Friends debuted in 1992 and aired all the way until November 2010. Damn, that's, I didn't even think that shit went that long. Now Mattel says the Barney reboot will be expanded to film, YouTube, and music, in addition to the TV series and a wide range of kids' products, which includes toys, books, and clothing. So while Barney may sing, I love you, you love me, the internet doesn't seem to feel the same. <laughs> I remember that old school uh, little thing, I love you, you love me, let's get together and kill Barney. Yeah, that, that made kids sad. But, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, look, change is not always a good thing. We, as those who grew up with the original Barney, we're just going to have to learn how to let the new generation have Barney. Now, I'm pretty sure no matter what, kids are not going to like this new Barney regardless. Kids have very short attention spans these days. I mean, it's all about Coco Melon and shit like that. I don't know how this new Barney's going to fit in and stuff like this. But, uh, yeah, this this is definitely they, – they massacred my boy, Barney. 
So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, but hey, you got, it, it might work. It might not work. You know, Barney, you know, I, I'm very skittish about reboots. I, I really am because they don't always they don't always go great. And they never have us in mind, you know, the original people who grew up with this. But, you know, it's not for us. You know, we were kids once and we had our Barney. Now we need, you know, let the new generation have Barney. You know, so just know I ain't going to watch that shit. Not my thing. It's probably not even going to sound the same. Which sucks. Okay, so um, I would like to try one more article, but it looks like I'm running out of time here. I promise you, the days will come where the show will probably be an extra 15 minutes longer. If I get enough support, I tell you what. If I get enough support for an extra 15 minutes on the show, if I get at least three comments, whether it be by voice or by email, if I get enough, if I get three, and then within the next month, I'll probably expand the show by an extra 15 minutes. And who knows? It might be a 45-minute show to an hour show, depending. Um, but I do like the half-hour format. But again, feedback. This is what I was saying yesterday. Write to me at the Daily Mind Podcast at gmail.com or just leave one of those uh look at the link that I leave in the QA for you Spotify listeners, and then you'll you know hit me up with a recorded message. Man, I'd be looking really forward to it. Cool. All right, bet. So tomorrow will be another episode. Now I have to wrap this one up. But again, I'm glad that you guys have taken the time to listen to the show and the numbers are going up and they're looking great. So um yeah, just keep it up. Tell your friends, spread the word, enjoy, and the good word of the Daily Mind podcast. Um, and then we'll just go from there. The show can only get better from here. All right. So with that being said, have a fantastic night and sleep well and wake up to a new refreshed day. Later. <laughs>